welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, November 23rd, 2020. I hope that you all are doing well. So good to be back with you all once again. Listen, if you are new to the podcast, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today and for listening in. Maybe it's one of your first few times listening. Thank you for um, coming back. If you are a returning member, a part of the Dream Team, and you have been here for a while, I want to say thank you as well for your continued love and support with the podcast. I am so excited about today's conversation. I think it's one that is right on time as we get ready to enter into this holiday season. Um, and specifically with Thanksgiving coming up um, today. I'm sorry, I said today. Geez, check me out. Not today, but later on this week, right? And so um, I want to really take some time to be sensitive to um, just where we are in this space, understanding that, you know, some of us might be like super giddy about the holiday season. If you follow me on um, any social media platform, definitely Instagram, you would see me going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when it comes to just being in the holiday season space and mindset. But I understand that that level of excitement and all of the things that come with the holidays might not look the same for everybody, right? And so today I want to open up uh, a conversation um, to, for us to be able to talk about how to not only cope, but learn to become victorious and start winning when it comes to dealing with um, holiday depression, right? Something that is so real for so many people. I posted on social media this morning about, you know, its effects and just us being mindful of those that we're around, those that we come into contact with. And that's going to be super important, right? But I also want to be able to, on this episode, give you all some tips to help you kind of beat or, um, like I said, overcome the holiday depression that tends to come up. Now, before we get started, I think it's very important to acknowledge the fact that Holiday depression has not been officially, like, clinically diagnosed, right? But at the same time, what we've got to understand that even though something hasn't had a clinical diagnosis, doesn't mean that it's not real, that it doesn't exist. And I think for us, we've got to be really, really mindful and understanding that even though holiday depression is not a clinical diagnosis, what we do have that is a fact is the fact that the holiday season is full of potential um, triggers that can lead to depression or potential depression triggers, right? And um, for many people, for different reasons, depression, anxiety, um, frustration, confusion, all of these things can actually show its head in a greater rate and time and space during the holiday season, right? For some people, it might be the fact that the holiday season reminds them of trauma from the past, whether that comes from the fact that maybe, you know, grew up poor or you lost a loved one around the holiday season or you didn't grow up with a family, your family was dysfunctional, whatever the case might be. These things, as we reach different seasons of the holiday each year can start to show its head in our lives right and so I think that this is so important to put out there that while this thing might not be clinically diagnosed um, it has been recognized to be real and it's shown itself in people's lives right and so I want to get into a few topics here that I think are going to be so important when we talk about how can I be successful 
or semi-successful when dealing with depression during the holiday season, right? A few things that I think we can do that will help us in the immediate, right? Make plans ahead of time. I think this one is so important. This is the first point that I want to give you all, right? Um, I think it's it's okay and not just important, but it's okay for us to make plans ahead of time. Like some folks are good with doing things on the fly, but I know a lot of times when we talk about the potential of depression during a holiday season, it might not be the best thing to always do things on the fly in this season and time. Um, because it can catch us off guard and it can pull us down a rabbit hole if we're not careful, right? So with that being said, I think that when we can start to really create some routines that can help us um, in, in, in our daily living and what we're going through, right? Making a routine to, to practice self-care, right? These can be so helpful, right? Um, I know some psychologists refer to it as, uh, what is it, restorative routines, right? So this might look like taking a nap, which I know a lot of us love to do, reading a book, um, and, and actually planning stuff like this out on a calendar is so helpful, right? But if you're anything like me, like, I don't want you to think it's just those little small minors, like you can do something like baking or cooking, which is something that I genuinely love to do. It's a good pastime for me. And it just helps put me in a good mood, right? So making plans ahead of time can help you, right? And and not just any plans, but plans that will help when it comes to um, self-care. The next thing I want to encourage you all to do, and it's so funny because I didn't really, I, I thought about this, but not, <clears throat> excuse me, not for this conversation. I was having a conversation Friday on social media talking about perfectionism and how perfectionism isn't the goal. But I do realize that even though I had that conversation last week when we we're talking about dealing with depression during the holidays, this is actually something that's probably really critical for this particular season as well, right? Being reminded that we have got to start um, letting go of the idea of perfectionism definitely when it comes to like the holiday seasons, right? This can come through trying to have the perfect decorations in your home, trying to buy the perfect gifts, trying to make everything perfect for your children, for your family, for the people around you, right? And what tends to happen a lot of times is that this perfection is, um, in a lot of ways, it is actually pulling us away from being in a sound mind, from staying focused um, on ourselves, right? I know we want to give, give, give and do other things, but that perfectionism comes with an immense amount of stress and then frustration. And while we're doing things to look good and to have the perfection look on the outside, we could actually be completely drained, frustrated, and just like overwhelmed internally. And I believe that this is going to be important for us, right? So let's make sure that we are putting perfectionism in check, understanding that um, we don't have to be perfect. Things don't have to look a certain way in order for it to be a great, enjoyable time, right? And this actually leads me into my next point, which is that we've got to learn to practice gratitude when it comes to what we have and, and what's around us, right? Instead of trying to create perfect or maybe even force perfect, let's take the time to um, really embrace and engage what we currently have and pay attention to that, right? That gratitude piece can be so important. 
and so helpful, right? Um, a few other things that I want to encourage, and these are going to be so um, important for the season that we just come out of, specifically around election seasons we're still in with COVID. Um, there are a few things that I think are so important, right? And so the first is that we've got to be able, I think, in this season to make sure that we're limiting our consumption of media um, for several reasons, right? Obviously, with this year being a little different with the fact that we're going to have transition in presidents, right? And there's still so much going on there. The social media piece, man, we get a chance to see all of the craziness from around our country and around the world and wherever we might be, we get a chance to see this and it can start to bother us, right? But then also, too, you get advertisements, right, for stuff with the holidays, right? Sometimes these advertisements can be very frustrating because it might remind us of the money that we don't have or the things that we can't do or whatever the case might be there. So I think it's important that in this, um, we've got to be able to limit what we're doing as far as consuming different forms of media, advertisements and all of that, right? For those of us who might feel um, or might be single or might not have a lot of people around us, um, I know seeing some of these adverts can definitely um, cause depression when it comes to just kind of reminding us, quote unquote, of how lonely we think we are, right? Or how lonely we feel, right? And um, I think that um, this is so important to just kind of put out here in this moment when I say feel I'm not discrediting what you might be going through in that but also I do understand that feelings can be fickle and because feelings can be fickle it's important for us to make sure that we are really checking our feelings even with what we might be consuming I feel lonely but am I lonely right going back to that gratitude piece that I just talked about let's make sure that we're staying on the right side of that um, with that being the case, though, too, I think it's important for us to make sure that we stay on top of our exercise routines. Right. I know that with COVID being here, many um, gyms just shut back down last week. Right. There's limitations depending on what state or city you're in. And all I'm saying is that with those shutdowns, I don't want this to be a thing that discourages you not to make any progress at all when it comes to getting up, getting active and moving, right? You've got to remember to continue to move, even if it's you going outside. Look, I know it's a little colder right now, definitely depending on where you live, but bundle up, you know, layer up and, and take yourself a 25 to 30 minute walk, right? Just a few days out of the week, making your exercise, your physical activity, a priority is going to be so beneficial for you um, during this season where it can be a little tough sometimes to stay focused, right? And so I want to encourage you to do that. Um, with that being the case, too, I talked about how the weather is shifting and it's getting colder, obviously, depending on where you are. But I think one thing that we can all attest to is that no matter where we live across the country or around the world, um, with the season changing, you know, it's getting dark now, right? With that daylight savings piece, yo, it's literally getting dark at 4.30 now, right? And so for some of us, um, that can be bad enough, right? But if you're like me, a person who lives in the Pacific Northwest, um, one of the other things that you got to face is the fact that, you know, we might get one to two sunny days out of the week. And the other days, even if it's not raining, we still got overcast, right? So it's cloudy all day. It looks doom and gloom. It makes you tired. And because of this, this next point I want to give you, I think, can be really beneficial 
um, when it comes to dealing with this. And this is considered um, light exposure, right? And this comes in different ways. Um, when I say light exposure, even if it is like getting outside, like, now let hear me, it might not be sunny out, but just being out in the light, um, being out in a lighter feel, even when it is like gloomy outside, it does beat just kind of being around the four walls that we're in a lot of times in our home, definitely during quarantine. So if you have the capability to get out and go for a walk, that's one way to do it, right? You could also do something like light therapy, you know, getting yourself um, the therapy boxes for like seasonal depression, right? And these are super easy to get like online, Etsy, Amazon, like so many people are creating them now. And they help to light up your rooms. But then, of course, Christmas Richard comes in. And I got to let you know, studies have shown that the lights as far as decorations for your Christmas tree or the lights that you put around the house have actually been known to be mood boosters as well. Right. So um, putting up those lights around the crib can actually help when it comes to just exposure and putting you in a better mood. And I want to make sure I'm encouraging you all to do that man look the next thing i want to give you all and this one is so funny because i was just kicking it with a buddy um a day or two ago and we were having a conversation around this but i want to encourage you all to avoid family conflict during the holidays as much as possible right and this might have to be a podcast episode all to itself there are um oh man with with where we are politically right now with where we are as a society right now, I know that getting around family, and it's not even like family that is relatives that are super far off. I'm talking about even the immediate family. It can feel like a circus at times, right? Um, at those family gatherings with issues that might still be lingering from, you know, times in the past or holidays prior, whatever the case might be. Um, I want to encourage you all to avoid the conflict aspect. I'm not going to say avoid your family because I believe that community and family are so important. But what I will say is that if boundaries can't be set, then, okay, you know what? If you feel like I can't be around my family right now, totally get it right. But for those of you all who can stomach being around your family members, but you know that there might be some drama looming, I really do want to encourage you to avoid the conflict. And here's my philosophy with it. You don't have to act a fool with the fool, right? And so what I mean by that is that you might have a family member that might be trying to entice you into an argument or a disagreement. Um, and, and the reality is that you can choose on how you want to respond and what you choose to say during this time, how much of your energy, effort, and your brain function you want to give to this person that might not have um, good intentions when it comes to trying to bring about a conversation, whether this is around politics, whether this is around the virus, whether this is around, you know, what we're seeing in the world, religion, um, dating choices, all of these things, right? We see it so much. And so I just want to encourage you all to Take some time to look if you got to map out a plan because you know which family members are a certain way and you got to map out a plan to say like, hey, like I will not be engaging 
and any of X, Y, and Z with this said family member because I know it can lead to boom, 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 then do that, right? That is totally fine. And you've given yourself a blueprint to follow and be reminded of in the heat of the moment if something was to happen. Um, so yeah, I think that that's so important. I know that many of us during holiday season, as we talk about family too, and this is my next point, um, I've brought our good friend Jay Nicole on the podcast um, the last few years talking about this portion, but we've got to be able to learn how to grieve. And this one is so real because we've lost family members. We found ourselves, you know, frustrated because of the fact that things aren't the same with them here without them here. And and I just want to encourage you. Right. Like I know that you might be mourning and I know that um, uh, things might not not necessarily feel right right now um the reality is that when we talk about grief there really isn't a right way to feel um i can't tell you how to feel but what i can encourage you all to do is if you find yourself grieving right um in in anger or sadness um this is still a great time for you to be able to um reflect on a few things reflect on the memories that you've had with that person or that family member, maybe that pet that you had at one point in time, right? Whatever it is that you've lost, the job that might have been lost around this season, I want to encourage you to just take the time to reflect, right? And then also reflect on where you are in your healing process as well, right? It's okay to grieve. It's okay to have these emotions. But what I want to encourage you all to do with these emotions is just to make sure that you aren't giving them over your full power, right? Being so consumed in the emotion that you are now kind of paralyzed. You can't move, you can't think, you can't function the way that you would normally like to. And I think this is gonna be so important in helping you to move forward. Um, I would also encourage you to do two um, really essential things. And that is to continue to focus on good things, right? And then focus on what really matters as well. Um, Focusing on the good things I think can be super um, helpful when it comes to just frame of mind and then also how we choose to approach um, our daily living with that frame of mind, right? So of course, if we are clouded by all of the negativity, we will start to act, live and respond off of that. We will make decisions based on that. And so I think that if we can reverse the curse with that and say, hey, let me and it doesn't mean that everything's peachy keen. It doesn't mean that everything's fine. But what it does say is that in the spirit of gratitude and being able to consider, um, you know, some of the good things, focusing on this side can actually help you to not fall into, you know, certain depressive slumps and all of that. Right. Um, The next thing I want to encourage you all to do is to cut back on commitments, but stay connected to community. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we make plans and we do all of this other stuff. Right. And maybe this isn't the season for that. Right. Um, Maybe you you know, your bandwidth is, is stretched completely too far. Maybe you got a lot going on. Maybe you want to volunteer here and do this here and be a part of, you know, this giving effort here and this, that and the third there. I want to encourage you to cut back on your commitments during this season or what you would normally commit yourself to just to ensure that you're giving enough time to yourself. But even though you're cutting back on commitments, stay connected to community, right? If anything, let's commit to just being with those that we love. 
um, in whatever capacity that we can, right? We might not be able to be face-to-face as much right now, but let's stay connected. I think that that can be so helpful for us and just being able to um, to be productive. And then finally, I want to encourage you all as we talk about staying connected to community. Don't be afraid to to reach out to your people, right? Ask for help when you can. Um, and, and, and don't feel like you got to continuously live this thing out on your own. Um, it is not your burden to bear by itself. And I just want to make sure that you remember that, right? Like that you have so much more ahead of you. You have so much more that you can do and everything is going to be okay. Embracing your community, um, embracing the things around you when it comes to knowing that, This season is not going to be here forever, but even with all of the pain, the grief, the sadness, the sorrow, and everything else that you might be feeling, this is not the end for you, and things will continue to grow and get better over time, but there is a willingness that comes from you that says you've got to be able to step up, and you've got to step up to the plate and say that even with all of what I'm feeling during this holiday season, I will not allow this to predicate my life. I would love to break some of these conversations down even more because I know that we've got um, so many things that can lead us into the depression aspect during the holiday season. And I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love to take questions from you all and and further just know where your head is with it. What would you like to know? Um, I got some amazing guests I would love to even be able to bring on that can give some amazing insight as well. So let me know. You can follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn is Richard L. Taylor Jr. Um, Twitter is at Truly Taylor Made. And of course, my website is Richard. Uh, I forgot my own website. Here we go. RichardTaylorJr.com. As always, guys, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. I love you all. And I'll talk to you this week.